This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, they're talking over so Talk it over. Yeah, it's your man KI from Bed Stuy, and we have another amazing podcast this week for you up in here. Um, this is Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed, and uh, we have uh, a newcomer in the building. We have some old repeaters back who I ain't seen in a minute, heard from in a minute. Glad to have you back. So let's welcome Carol um, to the podcast. Carol is from Brazil. How you doing, Carol? Hi, all. Doing well. Glad to be here. Wonderful. What, uh, what's, give, us, give us the temperature in Brazil right now, literally and uh, spiritually speaking. <laughs> literally, I only know how to say it in Celsius, so like about 12 Celsius. I think that's in the 60s Fahrenheit. Okay. Wow. Uh, and yeah, the part of Brazil at, uh, I'm at in the south, it's pretty chill. So yeah, good subtropical vibes around here and drinking some good local craft beer, IPA. Right on. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, how, is, how are things as far as uh, COVID concerned? Are you, uh, you, uh, is everybody keeping <sighs> their social distancing? What's the, yeah. what's the climate as far as that's concerned? Well, in the rest of Brazil, it's pretty tense, right? We had some, some, not, some not so good decision makers and someone who calls themselves president, like making bad decisions and stuff like that, denying and etc. Pretty sure you're familiar with that over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, Bo Bolsonaro and Trump are, are buddies. They're like mirror images of each other. Yep, they're yep. in lockstep. Pretty All right, tense. and then we got Miss Nicole up in the building. Hey, Miss Nicole, how you doing? I'm doing well. Hi, guys. Yes, welcome, <laughs> welcome back. We missed you. Yes, yes, yes. We missed that flavor. How, how's, how, how's life? How's family? Everybody's good, you know. As long as mm -hmm. my kids are good, I'm good. That's what's up. Quarantining alone, so doing, I'm, yes. getting, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to uh, reinvent myself in a lot yes. of ways. No doubt. I'm good. That's what's up. And uh, we got Brother Fonz back in the building. Fonz, yo, thanks for coming back, man. You yes, see sir. You. Yes, sir, man. Blessed to be back. Yeah. Humble to be asked. So yeah. looking forward to the topic at hand. All right on. That's what's up. And of course, last but most certainly not least, my uh, co-host, Big O. Big O, what up? Yes, sir. Always, always glad to be on. All right. So as customary, we usually do the feel-good story of the day. And I actually didn't look up one uh, for this, but because I just, I just feel like the feel-good story is that we're all alive and well, right, under the circumstances of, of COVID and um, a lot of our uh, social unrest and uh, social uh, uh, injustice that we're confronted with. The fact that we're all here and well and everybody looks good, sounds good, 
that is a feel-good story as far as I'm concerned. Yes? Yes, yes sir. We can all agree? Yes. Yes. Church, with that? yes, sir. That's right. Yes. So, because we're ready to jump in uh, on, on this hot topic, and I'm glad that I have you all um, as my guest co-host to help us navigate through this. Um, uh, so yeah, so let's look, with, without further ado, Big O, what's our topic for today? The topic for today is what if the X is still present? Ooh. I know this gonna spark some, a lot of fires out here. I'm a, I might keep quiet Ooh. and just watch watch Ooh. the fireworks on this one. Well, I know still, present, a, still present how? Like they, they all hey, hey, it? Hey, we they can go from- in it or? Hey, it's for whatever, from, from, hey, we just, we, everybody's at least heard this once. Oh, we just friends. Somebody's heard that. Oh. We've all heard that at least oh, once. Maybe, maybe not current situation, but maybe past situations. Oh, we just friends or we're friends now. Um, but hey, for in whatever capacity, it could okay. be as something simple as saying, hey, they just send me uh, Christmas cards mm-hmm. every, every year with a picture of their family. Uh-huh. Uh, or it could be. Why is the ex still contacting you at ten o'clock at night? Right. And y'all, uh, y'all having hour-long conversations. How about how about a Christmas card from them with their picture on one side their, of their family, and then like a picture of them wearing like a little Santa nighty on the other side? Well, hey, from are you asking me specifically, or are we no, throwing I'm that asking, out to the? I'm just saying. I mean, you know. Uh, that, let's let's that, throw that out to the group because. <laughs> Is that how the X is involved? <laughs> I say I say all all scenarios from the from the most involved to the least involved. If they're still present, how do you feel? And uh, is it is it determined by what stage you are at with your significant other? What what about what about uh, you know the the question if children are involved? Yeah, are, are, are we are we um throw it out there? Let's yeah it. let's. Talk about it. What, is, what if the ex is involved and there's a child involved? What, what yeah. about it? I mean, I, I think the, the first thing is, you know, are you involved with someone else? Is your ex involved with someone else? But, you know, I, I think we all either experienced it or, or heard stories of um, sometimes exes um, using children to kind of maneuver their way back into a more intimate um, situation. And I, I say, look, you know, if the two are not in a significant relationship with others, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But just make sure that you you go into these situations with your, your eyes wide open and realize that um, they're an ex for a reason, right? So, you know, ask those, those questions, ana- analyze that, and then the, the rest is to your discretion. Look, Nick- so, so then what if, all right, because I want to dig deeper into this. Let's get into the meat. So what if Alfonso, you find yourself dating a, 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 a someone and they're like, you know, they let you know ahead of time that the ex is still around and what capacity would you feel comfortable going forward with that person? Good and in what capacity, if they're still around, would you be like, eh, this ain't going to work. If, that, if that's the relationship or the connection y'all still have, that's not, that's a no for me. I think for me, man, it, it depends on the stage of the relationship for us, right? So if I'm dating this, this young lady um, and it's a couple of weeks in the game and you know, she, you know, respects me enough to kind of let me know what it is. Um, I'm open to continuing, right? But if, you know, I'm trying to, you know, build something serious with this young lady and, you know, here and there I'm, I'm seeing, you know, or, or, you know, hearing, you know, different types of, of vibes that, you know, her ex is, is still in the, in the game, then that's going to be a different situation that, that we're going to have to discuss. So, 
you know, I try to give people the benefit of their doubt. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, as, you know, things progress, it, it's going to be decisions that need to be made. Context matters, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Nikki, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to talk from the perspective of, of as a parent um, and dealing with an ex. Sometimes it's necessary. I've been on the receiving end and I've also been on, on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to having children and having to deal with an ex. I know for myself, any man dealing with me would have to understand that my children's father are in their lives, you know, or were in their lives. They're both grown now, but as it pertains to, you know, men that I would date or have dated in the past, I definitely say that I respect the fact that the mother and the father still have a relationship because I want that for my own children. However, you know, I mean, I guess it would depend on how much, like I had an ex that would still provide, you know, for, for his, his, his child's mom, you know, in all kinds of circumstances, but he made me feel totally comfortable with it. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like there was anything going on on the side. So I trusted that whatever he was doing for her was because he wanted to make sure that the child she was raising by him was okay. So I'm comfortable with that because I would want any man that I have children with to make sure that I'm okay with their children. So um, unfortunately she passed during COVID but um, oh, he gave me all of the respect in terms of the relationship. And that allowed me to mature as a woman also because I was able to see that it can happen. You can't coexist with an ex without it being, you know, a, a big um, issue between you. I didn't have any issues with her. I'm sure she had, you know, some little reservations about me, but I didn't worry about that because he made me feel more comfortable. Yeah. So I so think in that's the beginning, important. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. In, so in the beginning, Nikki, so you out from the very beginning, it was established that um, that you all were in a relationship and that his relationship with her wasn't going to interfere with what you all had. Right. That's good. And I was comfortable with it. That's good. But some, see, people see, make, I, some people will make you feel comfortable in that and some right. people will make you feel uncomfortable. Honestly, if you feel uncomfortable with it, then it's probably something going on. You know, if they're not transparent with the relationship, then it's something, it could be something else happening in front of your face, you know? But, um, you know, I've heard a lot of weird stories about exes, so I know it can go a lot of different ways. Yeah, sure. Let me ask you a question. Like, um, do you feel as though that he set boundaries? And I, 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 and so I think the two main things, at least that I heard and, and I would subscribe to, is setting those boundaries and making sure that the communication is is open. Because I, you know, I'm, I'm not with the, the my mother's child right now, but um, it is important for me to make sure that she's okay. Because if she's not okay, my kid is not okay. You know what I mean? But whoever it is that I'm dating subsequent to this relationship, um, I need to make sure that I'm creating those boundaries. I'm making sure that she feels feels comfortable. But, you know, best to know that I'm, I'm going to be speaking to this young lady for the rest of my life, or at least until my daughter, you know what I mean, grows up um, on a daily basis, but it's boundaries and communication. That's, that's what I say. My, my story would say it's a bit different. There were no children involved, which I highly respect that you both, uh, allow your partners to have a relationship with your children and both the people you are with. Cause I feel like that's really important, right? It's a, a level of, it tells who they are as a person as well, right? That they want to continue providing and so on. 
in my case, I got together with my ex. I'm, I'm on my early 30s and I've been married in once and on my way to the second <laughs> marriage. Uh, but we got together, my first husband and I when, I, we, when I was 19. We dated for a few years and we were married for two and a half. So quite young. And in that case, we remain, we're good friends. Uh, it was first a mutual decision to break up because we wanted different things of life and explore different things. So, uh, but also respect that we grew, kind of grew up together, right? Who we were as adults. So we value each other as people, as persons. So we couldn't see ourselves without like not being in touch at all. Uh, he's been with another girlfriend for five years now. And uh, we see each other every now and then. We live in different cities. We stay in touch like birthdays, like very casual things, like, like a friend, right? Uh, but um, for me, it, it's really important and it tells a lot uh, about how I value him as an individual and as a person. And my current partner really respects that. Uh, and we're even like, we're trying to plan, let's see, after COVID and everything, plan our wedding October next year. Like, oh, I, I asked him, are you okay with me inviting my ex-husband? He's like, yeah, of course, you're friends, you have friends in common, but I don't want him giving a toast at the wedding. Other than that, I'm cool. So yeah, setting those boundaries. And I also think as a single person, right? So now I'm single, my kids are grown, I'm single. I would have to, dealing with anybody that has doesn't have children, I would definitely have to, to say that the dynamics for that relationship might change for me. Because even though I'm friends to a lot of my exes, I know that I'm not intimate or I'm not trying to redevelop any of those relationships. I can handle that. But a lot of people are not that mature where they can say that they're dealing with their ex and nothing else is going on. So for me, you know, I would, I would have more reservation now that I'm single dealing with somebody who's dealing with their ex than I would have, you know, had probably in a, you know, if they were, had children and things like that would be a little bit different for me. Um, wait, 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 wait. Can I back up? I just want to make sure I'm hearing this correctly. So you said you when you, because when you dealt with exes, you knew it was on the level. And that, you know, now were you ever in a situation where your significant other was like, hey, I, you know, I, I'm just uncomfortable with that whole situation, even though you know that there's nothing going on other than just like a plutonic connection or whatever. Did the significant other feel some type of way to where, or did it, did were you ever in a situation where it didn't work because they couldn't get over that that connection? No, but I have been in situations where I have a lot of male friends, and, mm -hmm. and my man might have been intimidated about the friendship. You know, mm -hmm. one of my best friends is a guy, so but not but not an ex. This is a friend. Not an ex, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I, I never had the experience with an ex, so I can't speak on that. Okay. All right. Right. Well, uh, oh, Big O, do you have anything? What do the experts say? Do we have any data? Ooh, uh, uh, come back to me in a couple of minutes. Let me let me go back okay. out there. Keep no, keep batting around. Yeah, no no problem. Yeah, I. Uh, in any any advice from anybody to our listeners as to how to navigate that? Right. I, I, obviously, communication. Right. And yeah. how and how you effectively communicate. Right. So. Uh, you know, again, Nikki, your 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 story is probably one of the 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 rare ones that I've ever heard of where it really worked out. Um, what would you say was the key to having that be so successful? Transparency, communication, and and trust. Yeah, 
I mean, honestly, every relationship is about risk. So, you know, you have to go into it believing in the person that you're with. They have to be honest about what they're doing and be able to answer any questions you have about, you know, this, the relationship they have with your ex and, and you know, take it from there. Whatever, you, whatever shows up for you is going to show up, you know? Like, if you feel like you trust them, you're going to get the vibes of trust. If you feel like that person is cheating or going behind your back and doing something, you're going to get those vibes too and you need to go with it more than likely. Let me let me ask the group this question. What what if you trust your significant other but you just don't trust the ex? How do you approach that? So meaning meaning in what scenario? Because I've I've had well not that I've had it, but I've I've had something similar being said. Uh, not so much in a, as an ex thing, but it, we can get into that later. But what do you mean, uh, Fonz, when you say you don't trust you don't trust their motivations? Yeah. So, well, okay. well, let's say, for example, let's use you as an example. Let's say you're you're dating someone, right? And um, you know, you, you things are going pretty good, um, and you yourself have no intentions of getting back with your ex. That ship has sailed. Um, so, but your ex still may have some remote feelings about you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what happens okay. if the young lady that you're with trusts picking you up on completely, that. but picks up on that? You know, how, how do you handle that situation? So, I think, and this since you since you since you threw it in my court, um, me personally, this is again, we're not dating matter experts. This is not the correct way. This is just Big O's way as he uh, currently stands. I feel like one. I need to definitely be clear on what it is my lady is picking up. Like what signals are you picking up that I may not be aware of? What is it that you're, what vibes are you getting that I'm not picking up? Right. And once I'm clear on that, I can go to, uh, I guess that the X situation with a, with a, with a broader perspective. And if I feel like, cause you know, my significant other could be mistaken. But if she's not, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say, all right, she's, she's vibing on something that I'm not. So let me kind of attune. Let me try to match myself to what it is she's seeing. And if I start to pick up on those same vibes, then it's on me to, to make it clear to my ex, like, hey, if we cannot keep these boundaries or if it's too difficult being around me to respect the relationship I have, then we, we, can't, we can no longer have, have this connection. We can't have this connection like it has to go because I'm with someone else at this point in time. And so I have to put that person ahead of of the ex uh, connection. Now, so one one of our previous sorry, I'm to cut you off, Big O. One of our previous podcasts, um, we we spoke about priority. Right. So it's a matter of prioritizing that relationship that you're currently in. Right. Yeah. Well, what, what I was going to say is if now let's flip it and say that, you know, after I speak with my my current significant other and, and maybe like I said, maybe she's off, maybe she's wrong. And let's say that is the conclusion I come to that she's completely wrong. It is still kind of on me, like we just said, to prioritize like she may be wrong. But if that's hindering our ability and I really care about this person and I want to I want to uh be with this person or I see a future with this person if the ex is if the connection I have with the ex is hindering our ability to grow or get to that next level then yeah again it's on me 
to go ahead and say, look, I got to sever this connection because I'm over here now. And I've been in that situation. I've been on both sides, actually, where an ex had to tell me like, hey, I, we're on the level, but I'm currently with someone else and they are not comfortable with the, the connection we have. So, you know, and she was respectful about it and I understood. I was like, you know what? I'm not here to, I'm not here to cause anybody problems at all. I don't want to cause anybody to have a relationship is hard enough. I, and I don't need to be in between anybody else's uh, relationship, making them feel uncomfortable about a situation. So I'll just, you know, you say no more. I'll gracefully bow out. I'll back away. We don't have to keep the connection. I wish you the best with your, with your new uh, partner. And I've also been on the other side where I've been uncomfortable about an ex and I made it very clear. And, and it was like, these are some of the boundaries that for me, this boundary is not respected or if, uh, you know, it is what it is, then I won't be around. I won't be around. And so it was on the person I was seeing with at the time to make that decision, right? Who, what do you prioritize? This is the Bushelman, AKA Najami Lazama, your personal development awareness life coach. And you're listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Now back to the show. So for our listeners who just joined us, you're listening to Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. And Big O, what's our topic? What are we talking about? We're talking about the, the, if the ex is still present, the, deadly, the seven deadly sins, ex being number one. <laughs> um, what about- Yeah, but if, I think- Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead, go, go ahead, because I think we're on the same path. The ex, if uh, let's say uh, family has a, still a connection with your ex, and their Ooh. social gatherings, right? And, that's tough. Yeah, and that their their social gatherings. Uh, now, do you still have a connection, or it's just your family? You don't have a connection with the ex, right. only the you family. You don't really have a connection to your ex, but your family, family does. Right? Let's Ooh. say it's an ex ex husband or wife, and you've been married for a long time, and their social gathering, right? Their traditions, their events that just this person has become a staple of these events. Right? I got a question. I got a question. My family. I got to question my family's motivation. That's why I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> Who's side are you on? Right. Who's side are you on over here? Like, hold on. I mean, but what if, or, but what if to your point, right? Like, let's say that X has been in your life for a significant amount of time, 10 plus years. Right. And they've just grown so close to the family. Um, and you know, vice versa. is it, is it, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it, is it, is it fair to the family? you know, just because right. the relationship ended that they also have to, right? But to your point, right, it, it could put you in a really, really crazy situation, right? Family gatherings and things of that nature. So, you know. Ooh. Do, and then let's yeah. throw in, How do you throw do in that? the mix, throw in the mix that the ex still has those, those feelings that you talked about before, Alfonso. Let's throw that in the mix too. Family keeps bringing around, making the situation tense. Your significant other's like, why is, why is that person here? You, you got nothing to say because it's not your event. You're like, I don't know. My family threw this event. I'm showing up to support my family, and they obviously invited so-and-so. Yeah. And your significant other is like, well, I don't, you know, I'm picking up on vibes. That's a whole world where I'm just, I'm grabbing my plate, and I'm gone. Exactly. <laughs> and, and plus, and plus not, not only that, the new lady in your life is trying to establish a relationship, right? So- with, how does that work with, with the family? So how, how does that, 
you know, to your point, that's, right? Either you grab a tough. plate and be out, or you just don't show up. I, I don't know. I don't know what that answer is. I think I become the host. I, I start inviting. I've been yeah, and Nikki. so many times. Like, you know, honestly, like, I usually have a lot of, um, the family usually loves me. I've never been in a situation where the family was like, ah, oh, Nikki, uh, you know, they always revered me and I revered the family. So I think, you know, there's a, a moment of, you know, maybe the person might participate for a minute because they're so used to the family, you know, and then eventually it will wean off. It wouldn't be like the person is doing it to intentionally get at you at the meeting. Of, co of course, there's sometimes feelings involved in all of that, but I mean, what does it mean when a man that you want is with another woman? It means that they don't want you. You understand what I'm saying? So yep. you have to kind of deal with that. But I've been in plenty of situations like that and everybody know, knew who I was and, you know, the woman knew and I never went with any intentions of trying to get the man back or anything, but I was just so used to the family that, right. you know, participating in events and things like that, not in a malicious way, Owen. And I would hate for you to have to take your food from your own family. You know, <laughs> you know I would <laughs> have my plate ready to go. <laughs> I would, you know, but sometimes it happens and, and eventually, the, you know, it dies out, it dies down, you know, unless the woman is just straight up vindictive or the guy is straight vindictive and they just are trying to sabotage your relationship. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like my family is really close to my ex, but not inviting or anything. Uh, but it's also like setting boundaries, right? That's really important. And my family, like though they care about him as a person, I mean, they're in touch in social media and comment on his things and et cetera. And it's been five years since we split up, right? Uh, but I feel that tells a lot as well that, oh, like the people I choose uh, to be my partners and to be married to are nice people, are good people, that my family still wants to be in touch with them, right? Uh, but also, I would say setting boundaries, not only with the ex, but with the family, right? Like being part about that, like now we've, I'm with someone new, so you got to respect and try to get to know this person and also give this person a chance, like they will grow into you like my ex did, right? Like I'm choosing them, I want to spend my life with this person, so give them a chance. I, I'm, I'll share I'll share a real life story um, on my end with this situation. So this is when I was in my early 20s. and. Um, I pretty much, you know, I think someone else said, I think it was you that said, um, you know, the first significant relationship, you guys kind of grew up together. Um, so obviously I got really close with um, the family. And, um, you know, because I was, you know, I was young, I was in my 20s, I was feeling myself, um, a relationship with this individual wasn't my priority at the time. And she made the decision to end that. Um, and then most cases, right, you know, when you lose something, you start to realize that you really want this back. Um, and she wasn't feeling me at that time. So I actually took it upon myself oh to leverage the relationship that I have with the family to try to get that person back. Wow. And you know, so that, that's, that's something that's real out there. You know, I, I mean, I've actually done it. Yeah, um, so I guess growing pains. Depends, yeah, it depends on, on the motivation, right? Um, but there How did are people it work out, out there. How did it work out? Well, the mother, it's, it's so funny that you say that. The mother still loves me. Actually, today's her birthday, um, and I'm about to text her. Not because I want to get back with my ex, but just because right. I had that relationship with her respect. for at least 20 years now. But I'll, I'll let you know, man. You know, I, In all honesty, I was hurting back then. I was trying to use everything possible sure. um, to, to, to kind of get that leverage. So, 
Now, now what, what advice would you give to our listeners in that, in that instance? Like if you had to go back and do it all over again, would you, would you have done what you did, right? No, 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 no judgment, no right or wrong. Yeah. Just a teaching moment. Like how do we, how do we assist others in maybe learning from uh, uh, mistakes that we made or decisions that yeah. we made that now and, and with the benefit of hindsight, we would have done something different. I would have just let it go yeah. and not show, showed up to any events or anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, man, I, I think really trying to assess my motivation, right? I don't even think it was me really wanting to get back with her. I think it was me trying ego. to control the situation. Exactly. My ego was, yeah. right? Like, how? what do you mean you don't want to be with me anymore? Like, sure. you know what I mean? I was a center sure. of your world for X amount of years. Right. Now someone else is taking my place. Right. I can't have that, right? So I'm almost happy that it happened this way because chances are, if we would have rekindled, I probably would have repeated the same thing, right? Once I got her back, my ego was good. I probably would have been doing my own thing. You know what so, I mean? So then our teaching moment then inside of this is actually that, that, in, that introspection, right? Like, what, what, what's my motivation? Like, why am I really... So, yeah. so uh, along the lines of that, right? Let's, let's, um, that introspection can go both ways. Not so much where you're the ex, but also trying to figure out where, if you find yourself with a significant other who does have a connection with the ex, and then you find yourself being jealous and insecure, introspecting that as well. Where is that coming from? What is it that is that I'm picking up on? And is it something I'm truly picking up on? Or is it something that I am creating? Like, uh, like was said earlier, um, uh, you, you, if, if nobody wants to jump in, I can go to what the experts say. Yeah, please. Um, so right now I'm on, interesting enough, brides.com. Tips for dealing with a partner's ex-spouse. Um, so and this is this is obviously for brides.com. You're at one of the pen ultimate relationship statuses, which is marriage or getting ready to be married. So you you've definitely made that uh, determination that this is where you want to be uh, for anybody that's visiting this page. So they're coming from the standpoint of someone who may be married or approaching marriage. Um, first off, remember that you both have a past. Everyone has a past. And even if you haven't been married before, significant amount of people and partners from earlier uh, in these relationships can be just as meaningful. Do not go down the road of thinking that the ex is a threat to you in any way. Uh, chances are you have your own exes and you know your partner has no need to be worried about them. So if you feel yourself being jealous, you can talk to your partner about the issue, uh, not in an accusing way, just sharing the fact that you're struggling. But also remember that if your exes are no threat, theirs shouldn't be either. They talk about to do, do, do the best tip again for an ex-spouse is, tr or when I say spouse, uh, opposed to significant other, is to try and contain your jealousy. And saying uh, they even go as far as talking about how, with uh, in America, with a divorce rate hovering around 50%, there's a good chance that you or your partner have been married before, uh, and that's totally fine. One of you having been married before doesn't keep you from having your own fairy tale, as they put it. See, they say, be realistic about their role in your life. Try not to focus on how much they're actually going to impact your, your relationship. Uh, if necessary, take the high road. If this one's interesting, it says, occasionally 
if your partner's ex is genuinely problematic, maybe they're not over your partner, maybe they're not stable or happy, um, and they're throwing microaggressions, then the advice, the advice that they recommend is try your best not to engage, not to take the bait. Feel like they're impacting your relationship, then you know, they even go as far as saying maybe find find a good therapist, find a couple's therapist if the dynamics are way too intense. Get a professional to help take on the situation. And again, this is coming from the standpoint of already being married or or going towards marriage. I'm not sure how much these this advice, and I'm sure it's good advice, but let's say you find yourself in the beginning stages of a relationship. You know, yeah. these are things that that I was gonna ask that. out of the way earlier. Like, would you would you cultivate or nurture or try to cultivate and nurture a relationship with someone who hasn't gotten over their ex? Would you would you try uh, no. to be or like me personally? I'd cut that off. Like you you're not ready to be yeah, in a relationship no. nope. at nope. all if you can't sever the ties from a previous relationship, right? You can't get into a present situation with the and even going deeper than that. Nah, it's going deeper than that, and, and it's the same thing, is you're not even ready to be in a relationship. Say the ex isn't even present, but you, and you don't even want your ex, but you're still healing from right. the trauma that was inflicted, the emotional trauma that you endured in that relationship. That's going to carry on if you haven't healed from that into the next relationship. And a lot of people don't realize that. I've, I've found myself in that situation many, many years ago where I was... I didn't know it at the I was still dealing with issues from a previous relationship that was coloring how I acted out in the current relationship. And not not from an ex standpoint, but just like yeah, you gotta be able to heal from stuff before you're ready to be in another. Uh yeah, I mean you're not you're you're not ready to be in either one of those, right? You're not ready to be in the one from the past or present and and potentially any future relationships if you if you're courting or dating you know again the reason that this this podcast and and ultimately the dating show was created is to to address and ask questions that we never really think about until it's a problem right so we find ourselves courting someone or beginning to date someone and we realize that person has not gotten over their previous relationship right to me, that's a sure sign that that person is not ready to be in a relationship at all, right? They need to really do that introspective work um, it takes to, to, first of all, be in a relationship with themselves. You can't be in a relationship with someone else if you can't identify the things that you need to correct and fix within your own person. The signs will be there, though. Signs will be there. Right. So do you adhere to the signs or do you like, do you hear and say, Look, you know, I'm stopping this. I'm going to put a stop to this. Instinctual, yes. But some people are in relationships that really, even if you pass that stage and the person is still dealing with the ex, some people, sometimes the other person is just straight up insecure. You know what right. I mean? They can, you know, be walking down the aisle with you and still be insecure about someone else. Some people are really not mature enough to handle um, the relationship of the ex with somebody, you know, with the person that they're with. They're just not mature enough. So sometimes if you love that person enough, you might have to even cut that relationship off because it's right. interfering too much with your lover or your, your mate, you know? You might have to so cut it off. Yep, so that was the question. So do you cut it off? So Nikki, you say you cut it off. Carol, do you cut it off or do you continue? I think it depends. Like the extreme that Nicole is saying, if you're bound to get married and you care 
like about your current partner so much and it's something that hurts them, I would cut it off. Uh, but if something coming out of uh, ego and pure jealousy and you know there's nothing there with the ex, uh, I would try to address it more, right? See where it's coming from. What do you say, Fonts? Do you continue or do you do you try to work through it or do you cut it off? Uh, it's hard, man. It, it, it just depends, man. You know, um, I, I don't think there's a right answer for, you know, every situation, but I think, again, goes back to, you know, you internalizing and understanding kind of where things are and making the best decision um, for you at that time. Sure. What do you say, Big O? So, so for our listeners, re repeat the question and for me. I'm going to stop. Yeah. So, so repeat the question. You, like, if you find yourself uh, um, with someone who is still uh, fixated on their ex, do you cut that uh, potential relationship off? Or do you work with them? Do you do you go down the rabbit hole and do some of that? Nah, nah, nah. I'm not going down. I'm not going down the rabbit hole. There's too many. There's too many people out here for me to have to deal. I'm for me to have to deal with an ex situation. If you can't give me your full attention uh, or in intention, then okay. then what, yeah. if the, what if the loving? What if the loving is is just great? It's supreme, and you're like, wow. Listen. The loving is... Uh, all right, so I'm going to put it like this, and this is something I read. Staying with someone or marrying someone because the sex is good is like buying a 747, uh, an airplane, a Boeing 757 because you like a favorite seat. Like, nah, nah. <laughs> you know how much it's going to take to keep that plane operational just because you got a favorite seat? Yep. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Honestly, be real with you, I don't want nothing that... that that damn, <laughs> that powerful. See that powerful? Nah, I, I definitely getting out of the way. I can't handle it anyway, right? No, no, because you're not gonna have me staking out, staking out your your house at four in the morning, hiding behind the bushes, trying to find out <laughs> where you are. But but you know that level of dysfunction, you don't even know that that's dysfunctional, right? You think that that's a normal, you know, standard operating procedure behavior when you covet something to that degree. But uh, Nikki, right. I mean, anybody can drive me to that point. Yeah, <laughs> not good for me. Not good for my health. I was just wanting to say that sometimes people don't always share with the person that they're with that they still have relationships with their ex as well. So sometimes wow. protect the person. They don't even let them know that they're in touch with that person. You know, that, that might be a problem. That might be a bigger wow. problem. That's I've a whole other. Times. I've done that plenty of times. Like had a relationship, and I don't mean an intimate relationship, I mean just a friendship with somebody on the side, and it really didn't interfere with my relationship with the person that I was with, but you don't want to share it with the person because you know the person has their own insecurities. If I told him, he would think that I'm still trying to get at this person or something like that, so sometimes people don't always necessarily even tell their mate that they're still, you know, friends with their ex. Is that healthy? Yeah, I was going to ask, is that, is that kind of not giving them the opportunity to grow within themselves? I mean, I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, like relationships are, are the risk, right? If you have people that were in your life that relationship-wise that have, you know, stuck with you through difficult situations and you built up a level of trust with them, you probably really don't want to get rid of them out of, you know, entirely out of your life just because you're in a new relationship. You know, I mean, you just probably don't, you know, what happens when the marriage or the relationship is over and then you lost a really good friend, 
You know, you have to look at it from that perspective too. Just like everybody said, it depends. Well, that depends too. Like me, uh, I hear you. Me tell not telling my mate about it might be, you know, for for reasons of you know making sure not just selfish reasons, but protecting that person, but also protecting my friendship with the person that I really think I value in my life. Well, how for me? Yeah. For me, if it was a friendship, I'm like, yo, you know, do what you got to do. I'm still here. If that's a true friend. Like I, they should understand. Like, hey, you know, I'm I'm here regardless. Like, if you cut me off, we still gonna be friends. I'm still gonna have love for you, regard. If we never speak again, that's not gonna change. That connection is not gonna change. What about if that? What 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 about if that situation, Nikki, that you described? What if that was a threat to the person that you're with? Like, your ex is like, I'm gonna hurt him. No, if like if you are keeping that relationship separate from the relationship then you're, that you're with, ideally the person really just never knows about it. You know what I mean? Honestly, I mean you might not look, it might not look like the best to you, but I definitely have had relationships with people that I was with, with, and I mean my friend died of lupus. You know what I'm saying? And he was somebody that was my ride or die. And anybody that I was with, I would always have them in my life. You know what right. I mean? Because I knew that if anything ever happened to me, he was always going to be there no matter what. I invite him to all of the events, everything with my man and everything. But I knew he, Bobby was going to be there. Okay? Right. So nobody could ever take that away from me no matter what you tell me. That's going to be my friend forever. And I had a relationship with him. And he's in that. Did, did, that, did that ever create a problem in any of the relationships that you were in? Not really. Okay. Not really. Yeah, then, okay. All right. Cool. That's that's good. You you have a look. So, ladies, y'all need to get with Nikki. Y'all need to talk to Nikki because Nikki seems to have a lock on this. That um, a <laughs> lot of uh, a lot. Not you know what? Not not just ladies. Anybody you know, ladies, gentlemen. If you feel that you uh, you can't um, handle this, that the ex, y'all need to catch up with Nikki. Because Nikki got it. She got it mastered. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. So, you know, um, again, this is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these questions or topics, we bring them up because, once again, they, they are not a problem until they're a problem, right? And it's not, the, it's not the big things that does you in. It's always those little small in-between things that you never really think about until you're in that situation and you're having to address it, right? So a lot of what we ask um, or topics that we bring up or questions that we ask are really built around those little in-between uh, questions that we never really think about until you know uh, an issue arises. So um, what were we talking about again, Big O? What was the question? The question, the topic we're batting around is what if the X is still present? There it is. Um, so we have uh, about another few more minutes I have a, uh, there's, there's a, a segment uh, of the show that I wanted to bring up kind of impromptu right now, but I wanted to do something where we asked everybody, uh, give us, for our listeners, give us a fun fact about each one of you. Did I just, did Alfonso just run off? Alfonso's like, I ain't got no fun fact. Uh, no, I'm here. Yeah, I'm no. here. 
starts with you. Um, yeah. I can start. I oh. always say when I'm like this icebreaker is getting to know, I use the, the one that I, I've been married as a fun fact. Because, yeah. uh, but I say one uh, that I use as well that has surprised people is that I used to be in a punk rock band when I was in high school and I got kicked off the punk rock band. What? Like, you weren't I, punk enough? fun fact. Apparently what? not. <laughs> Wow. Now, why'd you get kicked out of the band? Apparently, I was too much of a good singer for punk rock. <laughs> wow. Nikki, you got one? Come to me last. Uh, okay. Uh, Font, you got one? You got a fun fact? Uh, I, I, I hate these types of questions because it makes me feel like I'm not really a fun guy, right? Because it's so hard for me to think about these things. But I guess... Um, you know, I was pretty good in basketball in high school and, you know, took really? my talents to be able to um, make my way all the way to college um, on a scholarship. So, um, you know, injuries, you know, um, you know, maybe I could have went further than that. But um, outside of that, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's, really, that's a good that's a good uh, fun fact, man, to know. Yeah. About you. No idea. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Big O, you got one? You got a fun fact? Fun fact. I don't know if it's fun. It may not have been fun. When I guess a fun fact is I've been, I've been, <laughs> this might scare people. I've been talking about injuries. I've been uh, with a BB. Oh, recently? Yeah, a BB. Let me clarify that. With a BB. Yeah, with a BB. Wasn't no, wasn't no firearm. On purpose? Yeah, you know, you're playing around. No, no, nobody was aiming at me like I'm going to take oh. him out and snipe. Oh. It was like, you know, you, 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 uh, no. Oh, so you got a BB around. still lodged in the back of that head. Okay, so here's the fun fact of that story. <laughs> it was lodged, and I was like, nah, I'm good. That's, that thing bounced off. I'm like, nah, my best friend with me at the time was like, man, I don't know, man. You got a, you got a hole, a BB-sized hole in the back of your head, and it's not the hole that's bothering me. It's this lump that's about an inch away that's bothering me because I was like, I'm just going to walk this off. I'm going to go home, you know, and he was like, uh, nah, I think we need to go to the to the urgent urgent care. And the uh the x-ray showed that it was still there. Cause I was like, I'm good, man. I'm gonna just, you know, go to bed. The doctor was like, nah, we gotta get that out of there. Okay, wow. I have I have a I'm sorry to hear that old scary, scary fun fact. It is, yes. All right, so I have a fun fact. So about <laughs> yeah. right? So we went on an excursion to go up to the Great Wall, but the wall is so um so vast that the touristy side was probably crowded. So, you know, these guys take us to a section of the um, Great Wall of China that didn't really have, you know, all, it was kind of dilapidated, right? So everybody's walking up in the group, up the, up the steps, you know, to the first kind of like landing that might've been like, I don't know, maybe 20, 10, 20 stories maybe. So I walk up, you know, the steps are really small. My feet are big. So I'm like being very careful walking up, but there were no rails to hold on to. It was just like, if you look over the steps, all you would see which were trees on both sides. So I was walking up very carefully. So I get to the landing and then they're like, and I'm thinking that I was at the, the highest point. So everybody is like, okay, now we're gonna keep going, going up, going up. And I looked up and I was like, I'm not going up there. So everybody kept going and I turned around and I was like, all right, I'm ready to go down. So when I looked down, I had an anxiety attack and I was afraid to walk down the steps to get to the bottom of the Great Wall. Wow. So instead of walking, because I said the steps are very small, my feet are big, I'm clumsy. I felt like if I was going to walk down the steps, I was going to fall. So I literally sat my big behind on every step 
all the way down. Right? And brought it down. Wow. Every step, I would not stand up. I was just so nervous that I sat on every step going back down from that 20, 20 story um, part of the wall. Wow. But that was my fun fact. <laughs> well, here's my fun fact. I like big button on up. No, that's wrong. That's my bad. That's, no, my, my fun fact, contrary to popular belief, is I really love kids. I love children. I love seeing them. I love watching them grow, but only from a distance. Like, they need to be 10 feet away and better at all times, but I love children. I have five grandchildren. I love them all, and every time I see children, I think that they personally belong to me. So that, that's a fun fact about me, all right? So with that said, I want to thank uh, my guest, co-host for coming on. I want to thank Carol for coming on for the first time. Carol, will you come back and join us on other podcasts? For sure. This was fun. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So you're going to be one of our resident uh, guest co-hosts from, uh, from Brazil. Will you keep us posted on uh, everything uh, Brazil? Sure, why not? I'm not sure if I can represent all of Brazil, but I'll try. <laughs> all right, as much as you can, you know what I mean? And look, and definitely let bra man know when Carnival, you know what I mean? And uh, let's see, Nikki, good to see you once again. I'm glad you're back. Um, will you come and join us uh, and, and do some more podcasts? Is that a yes? Sure. Thinking about it? Okay. She, said, right. she said yes. She said yes. Okay. All right, my internet is shot. Um, yeah. Fonts. You already know. You yeah. already know, man. Anytime, anytime you, you allow me to come back, man, I'm, I'm running back. You, that's what's up. Really appreciate you. Uh, Fonce is a great, uh, great brother. We work with him on a, a, a huge project for the city doing virtual graduations. And uh, Fonce, next time you uh, come on, will you, will you uh, once you're over the, uh, uh, once we're, we're past the PTSD part of it, uh, will you share some of uh, some of the stories, some of the things that we had to go through and, and trying to make this these virtual graduations happen, both good and bad, right? Absolutely. Love Absolutely. to have you back. Yeah. Okay. And of course, Big O keeping you in the know. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, Big yes. O. Yes, sir. Well, I'm uh, not just, to, just to say, you're not going to be going to Carnival. You're going to be going to Coronaval if you keep <laughs> where this thing is going. You ain't lying about that one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, once again, it's your man KR from Bed Star, slow motion for me. Love y'all. See you on the next one. Nice meeting you all. Gia. All right, guys. Uh, right. Be easy. Yeah, I want to thank, thank my you. producers. Yep, thank you. Anna Banana and Bumpy, as well as Big O. See you soon, baby. Got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.